Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Berhantu with me, Hafiz Rahman. Thank you so much for listening and making Berhantu your choice of podcast for anything horror. Um, <coughs> sorry, the last episode, that, no, not the last episode, I mean, the last story that I shared about black magic was, um, it got a lot of uh, good response and, and feedback. So I thought that I would want to share with you another story. About a lady who was at the receiving end of black magic, and um, unfortunately, she didn't make it. Um, she has since passed away, and the one that was sharing with me the story was her younger sister. All right, and I think the reason why I wanted to share this story is also because um, I have worked with Arwah before. Um, for as in me and Zuhairi, we have worked with her before for one of the enrichment programs, um, because Arwa was a teacher, right? So she wanted um to, she wanted people to learn and appreciate the Malay language, and I'm always for that, right? You know how big I am, uh, how much of a proponent I am for um, pengasaan dalam bahasa Melayu. Di kalangan anak-anak muda So I, I did that Right and, and I worked with her And when I got this email And I Saw the name I quickly Checked my WhatsApp Because I think that was my way of like Eh have, Is it really the same person And when I went to the WhatsApp And when I went to the WhatsApp What I saw was a photo of her two kids um, And the last time I talked to her was in 2018 Um, so this is quite emotional for me because, um, yeah, we we worked quite a fair bit for for this specific project, um, and I didn't know that she was experiencing something so terrible, um, in her marriage, and in her personal life, um, and she has since left us. Um, I think she passed away in twenty twenty one, as as per this email suggested. So this is a story. Um, the reason why I want to share this story, and I'm not going to use real names, I'm just going to use Namu Samaran, is because I want to raise awareness that these things are still happening and that people are still evil and people still use black magic um, for their own benefit. Okay, so this story, um, it's it's a lengthy email, so I'm going to try... And paraphrase and try to share the story as much as I possibly can in my own words. Right, so this was sent by her younger sister. Let's just call her younger sister A. Right, um, she said that you would have known her, uh, my friend. Um, my sister passed away last year, and we largely suspect it was caused by black magic. Um, you would have known her. She has worked with you and Bunda Bina Matama for one of this um enrichment company, which I wouldn't name because if I name the enrichment company, it would really blow the cover. Um, we have worked together during pre-COVID, and I re- I did remember working with her. So thank you so much. Um, and this is a story about her, and she has passed away last year. So please keep her identity confidential as you share with your listeners. Okay, so um, a bit of backstory. She said that I do not know whether you know about my late sister's personal story. I don't. So, Arwa was in a toxic marriage for about three and a half years, all right, and she finally filed for divorce. Her short-lived marriage was a very toxic one, all right. It was so toxic that indirectly, it affected me to find a trustworthy and reliable man as a husband, all right. So right now I'm in my mid thirties and I'm still not married. 
um, because of the things that happened to my sister. During her marriage, she said, um, her ex-husband had debts, alright? So she had to pay for him. This included credit card debts and car loans. So for example, um, he bought a car using her name, alright? And the implication to this was that any fines incurred, she will be accountable for. So he, he, this guy, this ex-husband, never top up the cash card. So the fines for ERP kept piling over the years. Piling and piling and piling. So she will keep on asking. Arwah will keep on asking. Like, bila kau nak bayar, bila kau nak bayar. When are you going to pay? When are you going to pay? But his response is, soon, 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 soon. Until one day, she received a red notice to go to court because the fines have not been paid. Alright? And he didn't allow Arwah to drive the car. Even though that she was the one who... That the car is under her name. Even though the car is under her name, he refused to let her drive the car because she's a woman. And he said that woman is incompetent to drive and told, told her in case any accident, the repair will be expensive and it's her responsibility to pay. So this was one of the many issues that the man had. All right? Other crazy incidences include him strangling Arwa, kicking her. All right? And one of the incidences was when he found out she was pregnant with the second child and asked her to abort because they couldn't afford another child. And then he cried, and he apologized profusely, and then the cycle repeats again itself. So this guy that she was with was a typical abuser of sorts, right? Okay, now. So in the first two years of marriage, they actually lived with my family, which is this Aditya si, this, this lady, this Arwa, and the parents in a four-room flat. So there were nights when I would hear them arguing in the room, because she found out that he has been communicating and going out with a woman colleague. And Arwa found out that the text clearly showed that he was having an affair. Alright? Anyways, she said, my sister, my late sister was very long. I can go on and on and on about the issues. But to cut the story short, Allah bukahati my sister, opened her heart to give her the strength to file for divorce because she really cannot tahan with this guy. Right? And even after the divorce, he made her life a living hell. Right, so this man still wants control over her, and any decisions being made regarding the kids has to be with his permission. So, for example, he would always reject my sister's suggestion, uh, to what kind of clothes the kids would wear, to the kind of schools they go to. All right, so he's a control freak, right? And my sister always kasimuka like give face to him, and when we ask her why, she'd always say, "Dekam bapa," he has to say. My sister would always say, "He's a father," he has to say. Maintenance. Always delay or sometimes never pay for months. Okay? So when the family asked her to fight for her right and for her kids, she always said, Takpala, takpala. She always said, It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. She malas nak gado She said she's lazy to fight, fight. Right? To fight and argue. So all these were actually small clues that we did not realize. Why do I say this? Okay? She said, Because my sister always had the quality of a leader from a very young age. She was a leader in school and her friends and colleagues really looked up to her because she had strong, decisive qualities. Alright? And, and I can attest to that because I, I've, I've, I've talked to her before and, 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 I, and I know she's very strong-willed and, and she um, quite opinionated, lah, you know? But when it comes to her ex-husband, she said she was very timid and she would agree along to him. So, first of all, the, the thing that, 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 that bogged them was that she she put her name as the owner of the car, fully knowing that this man has many debts to settle and fully knowing that she'll be the one paying for it, okay? So then, she said, the family found out years later after the divorce that she, like this guy, made her pay for all the hospital bills and appointments with Gaine 
and the hospital stay after labor for their second child. One single sin pun dia tak keluar duit. So one sin also he didn't, he didn't come out. Okay? He never give enough car. Instead ask her to give him some money to share for groceries and kids expenditure. So it seems like she just was under the command of this man, of the ex-husband. Alright? And this demon character continue well after the divorce. So, about one year after the divorce, I raised this issue to my parents. I said, hey, you don't know what I, re- I realize, is it? Ever since kakak sebut nama, like mention this guy's name, R, she will always cry, be stressful, or she either say she would be lazy to, um, to, to fight. And that's not, that's not like her. So, I suggested to my parents, I said, why don't we go to meet an ustaz to just kuatkan semangat dia, to give her some strength, to see what, is missing maybe she needs a bit of i don't know i don't know like i think i think what the sister was trying to do is just the sister was just trying to see like i want to give my sister more semangat to stand up to this tyrant lah of of her ex-husband so okay so the, the, my, 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 my parents asked my sister my sister said okay fine okay can so we did call an ustas to 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 to, to check on her and I, i think she also felt that something was wrong with her so she agreed right so one night after maghrib an ustas came over to our place So unfortunately, that time I was having a night class, so can I can only be back home by 10 p.m. So at 9:30, I was in the train on the way back ready. All right, at 9:30, I received a call from my sister, and she sounded panicky. She said, "She said, 'Kau kat mana?" She said, "Where are you?" Something happened to mum. She is crying and jumping up and down the sofa. It's as if she was being possessed. I have rec- I have recorded it in my iPad. So she was so shocked. So this girl was so shocked that the younger sister was so shocked. Um, she ran back home. Alright, she ran back home. And uh, while the phone was still uh, on the phone with her, she said, when you go back home, you don't press the bell. The, the the door is closed, but you just open it. Okay, they're all in the living room. And then the, 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 the late sister said, I'm in the living room. I'm, I'm in the bedroom with the kids. I do not want to scare them. So then this younger sister asked the, the elder sister, like, what is mom doing now? And she said, I'm not sure. The, I'm in the bedroom with the kids because the ustaz asked her to go in. But I can hear her now crying. So this younger sister reached the house. She said, I was scared and I was a bit sedih. I was confused. I was sad and I was um scared and I was confused. As I opened the door, I breathed salam. You know, I I I I said hello. You know, um, I saw my mother sitting on the sofa, and her eyes are wide shut, and she was rubbing her hands against each other. Okay, so in front of her, I saw an usta sitting on a chair, looking at her, reciting ayat al Quran. So my dad was beside my mum, rubbing the back of her shoulder. Um, while also praying and and reading some, uh, muttering some um ayat, uh, some doa, which which she said I don't remember what now. I also took a seat beside my mom. So now my mom was in between me and my dad. So the ustaz, he was sitting directly opposite us, right? So he said, "Ini anak perempuan lagi satu. Like this is the other daughter." So then my dad said, "Yep." And then the ustaz said, "Beri salam dan pegang tangan mak awak. Beri tahu dia awak dah balik." Okay, so I did exactly what he said, alright? And my mom, who all along had a high... She all along had her eyes shut, okay? So she beri salam. Dia pegang tangan mak dia and then she said, um, dah balik lah, you know? And she just responded, hmm. So she slowly opened her eyes and she looked at me. And her face was all tired. She asked me, apa dah jadi? Like, what happened? As if she just woke up from a dream. But she was very weak. And the ustaz told her to just close her eyes, rest her head against the sofa, and try to ziki apa yang boleh. Alright, so then the ustaz asked my dad if this reaction has happened before. 
So my dad said, no, 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 this has never happened before. And, and, and as a child, I also noticed that, no, this, this hasn't happened before to my mother, right? So then the Ustaz asked, dalam rumah ni ada simpan harta pusaka turun-temurun tak? Macam batu ke, cincin, ayat-ayat, kain kuning. So the, the, the Ustaz asked, in this house, do you have any things that have been passed from generations? Like maybe a stone, a ring, um, any kind of, 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 of cloth, like yellow cloth whatsoever. So then the father said, no, no, I, I don't have. But I did remember I got keep a keris. This was was um was a gift from my from my uncle. So then the Ustaz said, can, boleh dikuatkan tak? Tunjukkan pada isteri, kita tengok uh, reaksi dia. So the Ustaz said, why don't you take out the keris? You show to your wife, see whether she has a reaction. So my dad also took out the keris and held it in front of my mother. Then the Ustaz said, if it's true that this thing um, has got a spirit inside it, your wife will have, a, will have a reaction. So then the Ustaz asked the mom to open the eyes and look at the caress. So then she opened the caress, but then got no reaction. She seemed normal. Then the Ustaz said, okay, fine. So it means it's not from the caress. Then my dad was the one who asked, actually Ustaz, what is actually ganggu istri saya? Apa yang sebenarnya ganggu istri saya? What is it that's actually um, disturbing my wife? Right? She has never been like this. Is it got someone sent? Or is it like a generational spirit? Like a sucker? So the Ustaz said, Rumah awak ni bersih. Your house is clean. Because all of you pray and all of you mengaji and all of you, um, um, you know, um, do your prayers and all that. So ini bukan orang hantar. This is not someone sent. Maybe this is something that is generational and long time has been in your wife's body. But it's okay, never mind. Kita ikhtiar pelan-pelan, kita keluarkan. We, it's okay, we, we try to take, uh, remove it. But in the next couple of days, you know, your, your, your wife will show different reactions. And he looked at my mom, she said, Haja, if you feel like your body is not nice in, this, in the next couple of days, don't forget to berzikir. Just don't forget to, 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 to say your prayers, you know. InsyaAllah, Haja kuat sebab uh, Haja kuat solat, kuat menengaji. So, okay, never mind. So, he gave my mom water to drink and also baca rukia in a pill of water and asked my mother to mandi with the water that night. So, after the ustaz left, my mom showered and then she salat and then she fell asleep immediately. Lah. You know, she said she was so tired. They didn't know that it was a wrong diagnosis that actually someone has sent. Okay, and the mother was the one who received it instead of the sister because someone sent for the sister. This will only happen right much, much, much later. Okay, now. um, So, I took my sister's iPad because remember this is, uh, she said that the sister uh, took a recording of of the of the exorcism and I was so shocked because I saw my mom jumping up and down the sofa crying and in pain you know and it was very shocking and painful for me to watch that so I said okay never mind whatever so she said that um, the next day they were all they both they, they both took leave took leave from work just to be with the, with the mother and so in the morning she was normal at around 12.30pm they all sat in the living room um they were having this conversation about the incident that happened before. And that was when that triggered her. She said, the thing about this thing is that when it masuk baranda, she will start to rub her hands together. Then her hands will start to rub her neck and then she will start to pull her hair as if in pain. So my sister and I tried to hold her hands down but she was so strong. She pushed, pushed our hands away and then she put both her hands on her neck. She was trying to choke herself. At that point of time, I was not scared anymore. I was angry. I looked at my mom in the eyes as if I'm speaking to someone else and I said, Jangan kacau mak aku, kau keluar sekarang. I said, don't disturb my mother, you get out right now. 
So I said, Mak, Mak, you have to be quiet. You have to be strong. You have to fight this thing. So the next thing I knew, my father was on the phone with the ustaz who came yesterday and put him on speaker. So the ustaz said, Ji, awak cakap gini kat telinga kiri dia. You you say this to her right ears. Okay? Assalamualaikum. Dan sebut nama penuh isteri. Uh, say your wife's full name. Okay? And you blow slowly into her right ear. Okay, she will breathe salam. After that, she was going to faint. And that's when um, you'll be okay lah. Everything will be okay. So my, my father did just that. And then what the ustaz said really did happen lah. When my mom woke up, she was very tired. And, and then we gave her air rukia lah, you know. And then by that time, it was Zoho already. And so, okay, tak apa. Kita semua solat jemaah. But why don't we all just pray as a family? So all of them, that's it. So during during the... During the um, solat, they were very scared that something was going to happen to the mother. And she said something did happen to the mother. Macam, dia macam, dia ikut solat, dia tak ikut macam bila kita tengah rukuk, dia masih berdiri. Bila kita tengah sujud, dia rukuk. So like, I was like, a oh, shit, I hope that nothing happened lah, you know. So basically, it's, it's Imam was the father. The father was in front. Behind was me, my mother, and my late sister. Okay. So this happened for 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 the next three years apparently. So kita berubat to two. So actually they went to seek treatment from two to three ustaz, you know. Um. So anyways, alhamdulillah after three years after that around the year twenty twenty, my mum was close to her normal self. Um, and then that's what she said. She developed uh the mum developed a condition where she cannot swallow her food normally. So normally when she will. F- Eat the food The food was She would choke on the food And then she would vomit She lost a lot of weight For the next 6 to 9 months So they finally brought her To the doctor for a checkup, And then the doctor diagnosed her As having GERD Alright So she had to do A minor surgery In June 2021 Alhamdulillah She said after that Her eating habit Was back to normal We did not Notice anything amiss Just thought it was A medical condition But In July One month after that My late sister Started to develop the same symptoms as my mother. We did not find anything amiss at this point of time. But the condition was a lot more worse than my mom. She said, my late sister lost 10kg in 3 months. So we also to get the checkup. You know how like, Singapore referral appointment so slow, right? So her referral from polyclinic was in October, but her appointment in SGH was only in December. She happened to be going to overseas during no- late November and early December. She was supposed to go for an appointment in SGH. But then she said on the way to transit, kakak dia pengsan. Alright So Thankfully when she was out on a holiday The friend was there So they brought everyone Everything back home Okay That's it So in December 2020 She blacked out Alright So the father tak sedar The father called the ambulance So then the paramedics came This was December 2020 It was still the height of COVID Okay So when they came They tested her And then she said, they said That she had fever As a precaution None of the family members Could accompany her And she had to be isolated Alright, so they could not visit her only video call. Turns out, late sister had a tumor. At that point of time, it was diagnosed as stage two cancer. But more tests was being done, lah, you know. So after doing the test, they find out it was already stage four, non-operable. So doctors only gave her months to live. Okay, so things got bleak very fast. Okay, but we were optimistic, lah. She said my family was was optimistic. We did not get better. Uh, we were hoping that she could get back better. Okay, she said at this point of time when my sister was kena stage 4, that was when something creepy and supernatural happened. She said, during this this time, we saw a lot of lipan. 
centipedes in the toilet, in the kitchen, in the room. And then at night, we will hear marbles playing in the, and, and in, in the ceiling in the middle of the night. You know, she said, I'll be out the whole day. My door will be locked. And then when I open the door, there'll be centipedes inside my room near my bed. Okay? Now, so a week before my sister had her first chemo, my family held a doa selamat at home, like a, a prayer of sorts, you know. And then one of their relatives um, or a good friend, um, he is quite gifted lah. So he can see the supernatural and, and he has a gift to macam, not, not heal people I would say per se, but like macam can help lah, you know. So he looked at my sister and he said, you know, your top body is fine. But below the stomach, the cancer spell cells have spread. He said, your mother kena the same systems as before, right? And then so they said, yeah, but my mom got experience uh, GERD, but went for operation and, and everything was okay. And that's when orang ni buka, hamba Allah ni, dia buka, buka cerita. He dia cakap, um, actually that thing was targeting you. But my mom, but the mom blocked it. That's why the mom kena. That tiba-tiba the mother macam boleh, macam can rub her hands and, and, and kena sampuk and all that. So now that that thing the habis, that thing actually has been targeting me a long time ago. So now, that thing has really left and now it's just the sister sister which is the tumor and the cancer. So that was what he told me. So then we were like macam, nak percaya, tak percaya, but everything just started to make sense in the end, right? <coughs> so the question is who would send such evil things to my sister? So, so then they sort of found the answer to that question, lah, you know? Alright? Now, this is what happened. So to cut the story short, the sister passed away. Two months later, after she had passed away. Okay, sorry. Sorry if the story is a bit too lengthy. I'm, try- okay, I'm trying to like, um, try to summarize. So, first of all, um, bad marriage, divorce, mother kena possess, right? For two to three years. And then, they settled. Okay, now, even my room has started to have marbles. Okay, shut up. I'm trying to tell the story. Um, so, after that, mother suffered from GERD, went for operation. Okay, then the sister kena the same symptoms, but the sister turns out to, hey, to be stage 4 cancer, alright? So, that's when started to have all these weird creepy things, findings at the room, uh, all these lipan and centipedes and all that. And then they had a doa selamat. So, hamba Allah ni cakap, supposed to be go to you, but went to the mother, alright? So, now... She said that uh, the sister has passed away. Okay, so now cut the story short. Sister has passed away. This is what happened. So this is one encounter that I want to share with all of you that I felt was very, it's quite sedih and scary at the same time. Um, two months after she had passed, an incident happened in, in her bedroom. Okay, so this was recounted by my dad. My dad was vacuuming her room. At that point of time, my mom and I were out. So he was home alone. He said the room was suddenly filled with mist as if he was in the mountains surrounded by mist. It was so thick, he could barely see the door of the room just one to two meters away. My dad actually thought it was my sister or Malaikat, so he sat on the bed and just doa. So, now, he thought it was, okay, so he, she said that, you know, sometimes in life, I think God presents you with people along the way to help you, right? To be, to be, um, very, very, um, simplistic. So the, the father was, uh, the father's friend had bought over, brought over, um, uh, this famous kiai from Indonesia. 
um apparently he has a um lineage that leads back to both, uh, prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam um and the, the 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 father's friend was the one who organized this this meet up with the mosque and all that lah you know so bapa bapa dia kawan kawan bapa dia kerja kat masjid and all that so they managed to meet the family right and then so the father asked this kiai and the kiai said sebenarnya sebenarnya itu syaitan di rumah kamu ada dua syaitan yang duduknya di kamar mandi dapur ada pipe besar kan syaitan tu duduknya di situ so he said inside your house that was actually the, like an evil thing in in your house there's two evil sitting one in the bedroom oh, sorry one in the and one of them is in the toilet there, there, there's a huge pipe one of them is sitting there so then to cut the story short guys they had this conversation and all that and then they came to a conclusion that actually all of this has happened because someone that they know that was closed yang menghantar okay and benda ni sudah ganggu keluarga kamu sudah lama the kiai said that um, so now this thing is trying to mess with the whole family anyways um To cut the story short, the whole family just decided that all the best we can do is just, you know, to protect ourselves. So, banyak berzikir and tak tinggal solat and mengaji and all that, you know. So, thank God we have orang-orang baik around us to also help us in case anything happen. And she said that this is a story that she wants to share with all of you because even in death, people are still sending things, you know, and things have been happening to her that that, that she has a hard time, you know, trying to grasp her, her head around it lah you know and there was also another incident where she was talking about now the custody of anyways that one is 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 a personal thing i won't share with all of you um but thank you so much um a for sharing this story and to all of you who are listening i hope that this is like a a lesson of sorts for for us to just be mindful of who we meet Uh, and who we marry But then again Aku nak cakap gini Kita tahu kan Orang tu nampak baik Tapi actually Kita kahwin dengan setan Anyways That's besides the point Um, Thank you so much guys Um, Yeah So I, I Sorry I'm, I'm I'm a bit shaken Because I know this person I know arwah Like um, As in With work I mean I, I and Zuhari and work, Have worked with her before uh, Quite some time back So This is a shock Because I didn't know That she passed away Um And her two kids are, yeah, like 12 and 10 years old now. And I'm as I'm as I'm recording this podcast, I'm looking at her WhatsApp image right now, and it's an image of her two kids. Okay, uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, hope you guys are entertained. And till we have more stories in the future. Good night, everyone. Bye bye. <laughs>